The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's Wells Fargo Championship. And joining me to break it all down, it's Greg Ducharm. Greg, can I interest you in some carnage at Quail Hollow? Oh, yes, you can. And uh, you can also interest me in the first cut. I'm so glad to be back. It feels like I've been away forever. It's only been since Sunday, uh, but it feels like an eternity. So uh, really happy to be here. And I'm, uh, I-, I enjoyed watching, watching the action at Quail today. We, we missed you on Monday, so now I got to get my, my dose of Greg right, right now. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Well, you know, how about I tell you who I had, uh, who I picked now? Wouldn't, now would be a good time to tell <laughs> Let you. Let me guess. Right? Uh, Matt Let's Wallace, see. Gary Woodland, Patrick Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep going. There were a few more. Uh, Kramer Hickok was my sleeper. Uh, yeah. I love Scott Piercy and Rory this week and Keith Mitchell. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's a good week so far. Yeah, you got your finger on the pulse. Quail hollow, Greg. Woo, doggy. Friday uh, had some teeth. So so overall on Friday, the course played about two strokes over par. But the big difference was when the weather turned in the afternoon, the the Friday afternoon guys, they, they got it. Okay, so it, the course in the morning played 1.3 strokes over par, 2.8 as of this moment in the afternoon. So you're talking about a, a shot and a difference on average that's a huge difference from the morning to the afternoon yeah it really is and it creates a very clear advantage of um the guys that i mean you look at the top of the leaderboard and they're all pretty much early uh late early rather late the late early draw now when you get to these golf courses um in in an area like charlotte or kind of in inland more inland golf courses more parkland style golf courses you typically don't see a huge differential you'll see a big differential with an advantage in florida uh the open championship of course comes to mind when you get Uh, along the coast and the wind starts to become a much greater factor all of a sudden there's a big advantage between morning afternoon afternoon morning when there's one afternoon that's particularly tough so you don't always see that um, on a golf course like this but we definitely did today and when that golf course gets a little bit of wind going uh look out it gets tough yeah and the other notable thing is you know our our 18 hole leading score was seven under we're going to be at six under through two rounds so this thing uh getting more difficult there is just a a ton of guys that are going to end up making the cut full disclosure we are still recording this friday afternoon there are some guys out on the course it is seeming like this is going to be for sure a plus two cut line which is going to bring bryson dechambeau back into the mix and essentially greg everyone is going to be within eight shots of the lead heading into the weekend 
which is um, this is exactly when you want to see that happen, right? If, if this if this tournament plays out where it gets a lot firmer and a lot faster over the weekend, which I, I think there's a possibility of that. I guess we're not necessarily expecting um, to get that same kind of wind, but I do think the golf course could play a lot more difficult over the weekend. And when that happens, if you get another advantage the way we did today, where the morning plays significantly easier than the afternoon, this is where you get guys that just make the cut on the number um, pop, jump up the leaderboard. I think of John Rahm as the BMW championship last year. He's sitting at six over par, barely making, well, I guess it was a non-cut event, but he was significantly far back on the lead. And he got himself to, I want to say it was like two over or something through two rounds and he ends up winning the event. So that, that, that kind of thing can happen like this. Now, tomorrow you're expecting 10 to 15 mile an hour winds gusts to 20, and it's going to be a cold start to the day. Little, uh, maybe partly cloudy and breezy, um, and and the high temperature for tomorrow is seventy three. So I do think that weather forecast sets up nicely for a difficult afternoon. It allows the guys that just make the cut, maybe a Bryson or somebody like that, um, if it stays at two over, to really make a move tomorrow. Yeah, our friends over at Data Golf, they put it about. Uh, I mean, they have it at over to be a plus two cut line. I'm not that optimistic. It's going to go there. Small chance it does go to plus one. Rory McIlroy with one of the rounds of the day. He went out on the morning with six birdies, a five under 66 vintage Rory at times. And then after the round, he kind of describes uh, and leave the, the draw to his three wood. Um, yeah, which I, Rick, I think that's a, um, a nice strategy for Rory McElroy. But the big difference to me looking at his number, one, he's gaining on the, on the greens. Um, and he's sitting right around 40th yeah. strokes gain putting for the week, which is a huge advantage for him. It means he's, he's not, um, he's, he's 27th for the week. I'm sorry. Ye- yesterday he was 40th. Today he was 44th on the green. So he's 27th total. That's a big area for him to gain. And, um, and, and the other thing that I really like is what, what he's done with his approach. I mean, he let his first in the field today, strokes gain approach the green. So the two areas that have given Rory the most trouble, the reasons why we've had concerns with Rory McIlroy are no he he seems to an, he seems to have answered those questions for me with Rory I would I have to wait till Sunday to see how he handles the greens but this definitely looks more like Rory of old uh, it certainly does. He looked good. And I got to watch a, a lot of that round. And then the metrics looked good too. So excited about Rory heading into the weekend. Film 18 hole leader. And under through one round gives four of them back on Friday. So his opening rounds of 64 and it's, it's certainly not going to be easy to go out and shoot another 64 anywhere, let alone at Quail Hollow. But I think if you would have told me that Phil's going to be on the first page of the leaderboard heading into the weekend at a PS 10 top tens in 16 or 17 starts, I think you'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, of course. Um, and, you know, anytime you get around the lead and you go into a weekend feeling like you have a chance, it, it is inspiring. And it can it can bring a guy like Phil Mickelson to focus, which is the area I question with him. Can Phil focus for 72 holes? If today's the bad day and this was the day where he kind of lost focus and he can for if he could put three good rounds together, 
then I think he has a chance. But I think, unfortunately, today's round is more um, what Phil Mickelson, unfortunately, is at this point. Yesterday's round is, look, he's really talented. He can go out and shoot 64 or 65 on any given day. That's not surprising. But over a course of 72 holes, can Phil withstand that? And it just seems like a lot of golf course for him at this point. Yeah, and uh, someone who doesn't think a lot, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know how I was going to phrase that. There's no course that's a lot of golf course for Bryson DeChambeau is, is uh, generally yeah. the direction I was I was headed in uh, to I make my segue. Doing. I see what you're doing. Bryson. Yeah, it was, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll regret that one. Uh, okay, so this is this one could get us in trouble because as we record this right now, he shot a seven on Friday. He is in this moment in. He will play the weekend. That could possibly change. But what I've seen this week hasn't been pretty. Look at this uh, from two perspectives, Greg. Bryson, as of this moment, is second worst in the field in strokes gained approach. He has lost six and a half shots on approach. He's still possibly going to make the cut. That That is almost uh, just shockingly impossible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it, that is concern. And he's Rick. He's fourteenth off the tee. Which when you when yeah. you have what Bryson has, he is a guy that w- that leads the way. You almost guarantee you click Bryson's name and look at his stats. He's first off the tee. When he's fourteenth off the tee and one hundred and fifty third approach the green, I mean he's he may barely make the cut. I, I think he will. He's going to barely make the cut at being fifth in strokes gained putting for the week for for the first two rounds. And so he's he's not doing it in a in a very Bryson esque way. It's a sign that the golf swing as a whole, whether it's with the driver or with uh, or with his irons. It's not in very good shape. He's hit 10 total fairways, 10 of 28 fairways so far. And and when you combine that, it's not necessarily a problem, but when you combine that with the guy, as you mentioned, Rick, who's lost nearly seven, tro- seven strokes approaching the green, he's not in great form uh, with, with his golf swing. And that's what happens to him. That's what tends to happen to him after long layoffs when he, when he's taken a little bit of time off and he's gotten into the lab and he's starting to try to figure other new things out. He tends to, um, it tends to take him a little bit to get back into tournament rhythm. And, and it doesn't look like he's there right now. Do you also think Bryson is more susceptible to a big number than a lot of other guys? And and the reason that I say that is, yeah, the reason I say that is he was, he was, he was fine all day long. And by the way, when he, when he finished his round this morning, the cut line was at even par. So I hope he didn't uh, fuel up the jet and get out of there with it coming back two strokes to him, but he gets the number seven, the easiest hole on the course by far. It's a par five. It is just, everybody's getting there into they're hitting like seven or eight iron into this green. He makes triple there, puts two balls in the water. Why, why is it that he is more susceptible to the big number? Well, well for one, Rick, when you have that kind of club head speed, I think there's a couple of factors here. Okay. Okay, so not every big number is created equal. So let's just take sure. that with a with a grain of salt. So um, first and foremost, when you have that kind of club head speed, controlling the club face becomes much more difficult. If you're off by a degree, that turns into a much bigger miss left and right yardage wise than it does when you have slower club head speed. So uh, Bryson and I could have the same exact path and face numbers when it comes into impact and his ball will end up much farther offline than my ball. Um, And that's just the physics of it. So that just his speed alone is going to create bigger misses. 
the other aspect is this is a whole he he's trying to make he, he's a he's aggressive. Bryson plays an aggressive style, and that's what the data, that's what the numbers and the statistics often encourage. And when you do that, you take that you you take on that risk. And so, if Bryson's not in great form, like we saw at Wingfoot, like we saw at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, then yes, he's absolutely susceptible to big numbers for for the strategy, the aggressive strategy, and the high clubhead speed. Um, and when he's just a little bit off, sometimes it can make him pay. That makes sense. Uh, Bryson yeah. is going to tee it up next week at the Byron Nelson. So is Brooks Kepka back in action. Jordan Spieth, uh, Jason Day, Dustin Johnson. This is a pretty strong field the week before a major championship down for the AT&T. Yeah, it's... Um it, it'll be interesting to see they're going to TPC Craig Ranch. So, um, yeah. the, a, a new golf course and, um, the week before majors are always interesting because some guys want to just, they want to get another rep in. And this one, unlike masters where masters, you have, you have just a row of marquee events where if you miss, a, if you take a week off, you're missing a really big event. This time of year we get, it, it thins out a little bit and you get big ones like the Wells Fargo, but you, the options, are are a little bit less. You have fewer options. So what you end up getting is the guys that want to play the week before a major play, and and they're they're not necessarily playing for any other reason than to get themselves in their peak performance mode for the following week. So it leads, you know, it's great for us. We end up getting a great field the week before a major. We are going to assess this leaderboard. We're going to look at the odds via our friends over at William Hill. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. And we're back. Six under par is the lead. Greg Matt Wallace is there. Gary Woodland is there. Patrick Rogers, followed by those names that we we joked about at the top. Kramer Hickok is one shot back. Rory McElroy is four under with Keith Mitchell, Carlos Ortiz, and Scott Piercy. Our friends over at William Hill say, Rory McElroy, huh? He's two shots back. Let's make him the favorite. He is four to one with Matt Wallace at plus 650, Gary Woodland at plus 750, and Abraham Answer, who's lurking three shots back still on the course at 11 under what do you see when you look at the big board from william hill man uh, i'm left with some questions right because you have the the favorite rory mcelroy we don't know if we can really trust him although his history here has been fantastic so if we continue to get the um the the positive gains on the greens and approaching the green then this should be Rory McIlroy's tournament to win. Um, but that being said, that ten that has had a tendency over the past couple of years to change on Sunday. So I'll be watching that very closely. Matt Wallace has been hitting the ball coming into this week. I, all kidding aside, I was very high on Matt Wallace this week just because the form has been so good and his ball striking has been fantastic, even though it's been more so with the iron play than it has been off the tee. Now, what he's doing this week is not necessarily that he's putting a little bit better. He's gaining on the greens, which has he, I mean, 
he hasn't made anything the past couple of weeks. Think back to the Valero Texas Open when he and Jordan Spieth were in the final group and he couldn't make anything. And that's kind of been the trend. So it's nice to see him putting well, but is that going to hold up over the weekend? That turns into another big question. So the guy that I really start looking to is Victor Hovland. Um, and, and Victor Hovland has proven over the past couple of weeks, um, and really his whole career that when he makes the cut, when he gets on difficult golf courses, when he gets on a place that tests you off the tee, the way that Quail Hollow does, he excels. And I look for in difficult conditions over the next couple of days, I look for Victor Hovland to really accelerate up the leaderboard. Victor Hovland, 22 to one. He's at one under par. I think the one unders are definitely live. I see oh, yeah. uh, Corey Connors is there at minus one. He's sixth in the field in strokes gain T to green. He's been hemorrhaging strokes on the putting surface, which is not unusual, but if he can find two good putting rounds, I think he moves his way up the leaderboard. I'm trying to see who else uh, William Hill is looking at and saying, oh, that's a guy like J- JT's 25 to one. He is even par so he's gonna be i don't want to say this what what's the i get what's the real lead is it four under where rory is well i i do think you have to consider it to be uh to be six maybe five i mean just because you have three guys at six you have a major champion you have a major champion in gary woodland even though his form has been really bad i mean last week i was i was worried about him i was worried about gary woodland but he seems to be playing a little bit better now so he figured something out you have to consider it six because you have a major champion and you have three guys at six under par, but six stroke to make up six strokes over the weekend on a course like this, where, um, where, where it's so difficult and it gets more difficult throughout the day. I, I still think the even pars have a chance. Yeah, I think you're right. Especially you're right. Well, JT's always got a chance. He's just yeah. on another planet. Okay, cool. Well, listen, we're going to figure it out. We're, they're going to be, if, if this cut stays at plus two, which I believe it's it's almost certainly going to at this point, we're probably going to see three balls and split tees on Saturday because there's going to be a ton of guys out there. We're going to have to uh, get them all in before the end of the day. So there's going to be a lot of movement on moving day. And afterwards, we will be here to break it all down. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. Let me thank Greg. Greg Ducharme, who you can find on Twitter at the Real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.